Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Uh-huh. Yeah, so what are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about the attachment theories from John Baldy. Oh, that's John oh. Baldy. Okay. Not Baldy. Uh. Baldy. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, he is a British uh, psychotherapist. Okay. And uh, in the 80s, he came up with these attachment theories. Now, he was a humanist mm-hmm. uh, and not a believer. Well, uh, you know, believe, believe we kind of evolved from microplasms and from the water. We kind of evolved from time. And, okay. You know, maybe a. And why are we using his attachment why theories? Why are we using him? Well, that is a good point. I, right. I think this. Uh, there's nothing new under the sun. That's right. Casey Asti says that. That's right. I think even with, uh, I mean, there's doctors that found cures for diseases. Doctors that weren't Christians. And they weren't Christians. Okay. And so uh, theories in themselves are not necessarily evil, bad, or good. Right. Uh, some of them may be evil, uh, but uh, some of them may be neutral. And I think uh, putting God in this, he stole information ultimately from God. Right, and if God can use a donkey, like in the Balaam and the donkey story, he used an ass. He can use oh, he can use a non-Christian. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right, and these theories that we're going to be talking about, we will make sure to uh, put in our show notes, so you can study about them as Absolutely. well. All right. Well, tell us about these. Well, these theories basically, uh, Bowlby and and Answorth, Answorth talk about. They took uh, mother and child, and they and they separate would separate them, bring them back. And the long story short, they were able to see the attachments. When the child would cry and, and they'd come back and the baby would be better, that meant the baby had a secure attachment. So this is talking about relationships and relationships. how people relate to each yeah. other. Okay. Um, now, I will say this. There are some biases. Okay. Uh, the bias that I see, and many people see, by the way, is, is uh, he was looking at a Western civilization. All right. Uh, most of the world is collective. They're more group focused and uh, you know more as a, a uh, we instead of I. Sure. But, but I do think that the theories are still good and practical but they're not the only thing that makes us who we are. Sure. I mean we have uh, genetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people are genetically wired maybe to be more anxious or other ways other things. Uh, we have we do have the, the attachment aspect, uh, you know, interaction with caregivers and, and others, uh, as well as environment and trauma, things like that. But when we look at this, uh, today I want to talk about how these theories apply, maybe a few examples of the Bible uh, as well. That sounds great, but let's get to it. Well, the secure attachment theory is basically uh, the person would feel that they've, they've they felt their needs were met as kids. Uh, they had the cooing, the looking in the eyes, the attention they were taken care of. Um, they had consistency. And these children will feel more likely to be themselves. They'll be vulnerable without fear of sharing their, their feelings. So more confident. More confident all around. That's okay. the short version. All right. Uh, and the example of that, I would say, was Jonathan in the Bible. Okay. In the Old Testament. Ah, Saul's son. Saul's son. And uh, Jonathan, he, he was, you know, he really gravitated to his dad. 
Uh, I think that Saul, as evil as he was, mm -hmm. uh, did have a plan for Jonathan. He, he was, uh, his name means a gift from God. Oh. And, or Jehovah's gift. Okay. And so, uh, that's I th your name too. It is. Yeah. I like my name. And you're a gift from God. So. Uh, thank you. You're very thank welcome. You yes. are too, but well, your name's not Jonathan. It doesn't mean that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bad joke. All right. So Jonathan was was very also very committed to David. He made a covenant with David. Uh, he wasn't afraid to tell his dad he was wrong, uh, and he was very confident of that. Uh, one time, old Jonathan uh, decided he was going to take his arm bear, just him and his arm bear. And, and face the whole Philistine army. Oh, wow. So he did have a lot of confidence. Yeah, and, and, and he did. And, and in God, too. True. He trusted God would provide a sign. And interesting enough, his arm bearer uh, trusted him, too. Awesome. So it says a lot about him. Definitely. And so uh, then there's, there's David. Uh, old David, he kind of comes along with the anxious attachment. With the anxious attachment, if you're looking at it from a child, standpoint, uh, they get inconsistency from their parents. Now, David was the one that would become king after Saul. Yes, it would be King David. Okay, and the, he was also best friends with Jonathan. The greatest king, with the exception of Jesus, in the history of Israel. So you're saying he had the anxious attachment? He had the anxious. Wow. From all, from all signs. David was the youngest of his family. And, you know, when Samuel was... Saul was out doing his thing. He was very man-centered, mm -hmm. a very double-minded man. And uh, God said, hey, Samuel, take off, man. I'm finished with Saul here. And Saul said, okay. Or Samuel said, okay. And, and he went off to a, fam a man named Jesse's family. Oh, because God had told him to go anoint yeah. the next kind king. Of like, kind of like sounds like the Beverly Hillbillies. Jesse's it does. Family? Yeah, Jesse's family. Yep. Yeah, yep. we're know. dating ourselves. Not everybody knows about. Oh, uh, well, some uh, people well. Okay. That was a good show. It was a good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so Samuel goes to Jesse's family, Jesse's okay. home. Right. And uh, he goes to Eliab and other David's brothers. I bet he was looking at all of Jesse's sons to try to find probably the strongest, most handsome mm -hmm. to be a good king. Because Saul was that way. He was, he was he good was, looking. Yeah, he was good looking, tall, yeah. muscular, everything. So maybe Samuel was thinking God was going to pick another like that, huh? Yeah, I think so. And you know what? Surprise, surprise. He went through all the bros. Yep. And they weren't there. He was like, where's the one I'm supposed to anoint? And uh, you can almost picture Jesse kind of looking around saying, oh, I do have one more mm. little runt mm. out there shepherding some sheep. Oh, okay. Uh, that probably surprised Samuel because most of the time people that were taking care of the sheep would be the children. And slaves. And slaves. So he was probably shocked a little bit that there was one last son that God had not told him to annoy any of the other ones, but there's one out there with mm -hmm. sheep. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. And you see David, uh, through this time, you almost see him trying to convince, you know, trying to prove that his brothers, uh, to his brothers, that he was something. True. Uh, you know, he, he, he killed Goliath. Right. And it's almost like, look at me. He would have been on like uh, Fox News or CNN, and mm -hmm. uh, and and you can because he was the baby. And you can almost picture his bros just yawning. Right. Yeah. But um, and then David was kind of uh, connected to Saul. How so? Well, at first Saul really liked him, and they were you know he had him play the harp for him. True. 
But after a while, uh, you know, there was some strife because Saul was jealous. He was jealous of David. Threw right. a javelin at him. Mm. And, and uh, he, there's a lot of jealousy. But David kept wanting throughout this, you know, reading through the chapters in Samuel, David kept wanting a relationship with Saul. Matter of fact, when, when, Sam, when Saul died, he mourned Saul. So part of that anxiety caused him to want to be uh, loved, cherished by yeah. others, and he didn't get that from Saul, obviously. I'm sure that really affected him. I'm sure. And I think the only thing that really fulfilled him, made him who he was, was his relationship with God. True. Because yeah. God does say he was, a man, he was a man after God's own heart in the Bible. But I think, you know, when we look at this attachment, we see this is the one when you become an adult where the adult is constantly trying to prove uh, that he or she is somebody. And you can see that through David's mm -hmm. life and the various things that he did, um, that anxiety creeping in, even through the Psalms that he wrote. You mm -hmm. can see that anxiety. Psalm 22. At, right, attachment uh, coming through. When, when somebody was king, you would think, oh, they'll be confident and everything like that. But you can definitely see his anxiety and can rela he, it's relatable yeah. because of it. And so, yeah, you know, this is the one, like, if someone's dating someone with an anxious type, this is the one that's always checking to make sure that they're, who they're with. And oh, yeah. Kind of, they can be jealous, they mm -hmm. can be uh, very moody, mm -hmm. uh, very manipulative, but I think with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, then you can be a David, too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah that, that's a good point. You have to be careful with that, but if you're trusting in Jesus as an anxious person, uh, giving your anxiety to him, he will help with that. And he will never leave you or forsake you. Very true. But the, the, the next one is the uh, dismissive avoidant. So this is the next attachment. Yeah. Dismissive avoidant. And basically, Mikael is, uh, was the daughter of Saul. Okay. And she is this. Her name means being like God. Now, didn't David like her? Oh, well, she was given to David for marriage for, ah. for uh, I believe it was killing Goliath. Yeah. Oh, okay, yes. And what happened there was Saul was really trying to also get David to kill him. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, when you look at Mikael's relationship, the demissive aspect, when someone did her wrong, she would just disown them, basically. Oh, okay. You know, uh, David goes off, and, the, you know, there's a war between David, David's people, and, and Saul's, and she is given to a, a man um, that uh, they marry, have family, but, uh, if, you know, as they come back, you know, she's brought back to David, and David wants her back as a wife. Hmm. And, you know, you can see that she almost dismisses David. She even says when he's dancing and she says, does the, you know, she, she mocks David for dancing, uh, basically almost nude dancing, you know, about the shame of it. Uh, so her total persona is totally different. So she wasn't very loving and kind to him. She kind of dismissed him, made fun of him. Mm -hmm. I think uh -huh. she dismissed her, her dad, too. Okay. And others. Right. Uh, and so she just really put faith only in herself. Okay, and so you, how was she avoidant? How is a dismissive avoidant personality? How? Well, she avoided any attachment to David, to Saul, uh, and her family. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, and she was cursed. She ultimately was not able to have children with David. So this type of person kind of dismisses people and then will totally avoid them after that. This is the person that you bring home to mom and dad, and they just... Uh, 
they're just almost oblivious. They're just very withdrawn and isolated, and and they just really have little to say as far as connecting. Okay. Mm. And they're very. It's not that they want relationships. Right. And they need them. Yes. But they just repress those feelings. Okay. Yeah. And I guess if you know that you have that type of personality, there is help for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. These can change, and uh, as you get help, as you grow, uh, grow and whatnot. These, you can be anybody can become secure. Oh, so yeah. you can have this dismissive and, and become a secure mm -hmm. attachment. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. And the last one is the fear avoidant. Okay, fear avoidant. And this is the most uh, supposedly the rarest, but in my clientele, it's the most common almost. Oh, really? How it's, so? It's probably because it's the most with mental mental illness going oh, okay. along with trauma, oh, going yes. along with drug addiction or abuse, and with this one. It's, fee it's kind of the anxious combined with the dismissive or avoided. And do you feel like you see more of this personality nowadays because we've gone through the pandemic of COVID and things maybe? Absolutely. Ah. People, people don't know how to interact, connect. There's a distrust, although people want it, they don't know how. And I think this creates a lot of depression, anxiety, uh, mixed feelings of wanting to be that connection, but yet not and avoiding it. So you might have been secure a few years ago, but then all of a sudden you transition into this. Yep. Okay. And the person in the Bible, Saul. Ah. Saul. Okay. Uh, Saul was erratic. He was up and down. He struggled with, uh, you know, who he was. Uh, and ultimately, he, he even uh, committed suicide. And he's, he had started out really as a secure He really did. He right. really did. And uh, I think with this, you know, anyone who is feeling suicidal, they need to call 911 or a suicide hotline. Absolutely. Uh, which is pivotal. Uh, nothing's worth that. And we'll um, make sure to put the, the hotline number in our show notes as well. And so, but uh, yeah, and with these, they can change. Uh, ultimately, with our children, we are responsible for our children. True. And with that, we know, as we, as, as it's mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 6, is you know, to bring up our children in the faith and the word of God and the fear of admonition of the Lord. Give them that hope. And God, no matter what attachment style you are, God is the perfect uh, caregiver. And he will meet your every need. And you can be attached to him and he will never leave you or forsake you. Absolutely. So I think it's important to know these, these different types of attachments so we can see them in ourselves so we can see them in our children and be able to work through them to help ourselves and our children to be more positive ones who seek after God. So, And I think that this could even be uh, the attachments. Of course, uh, Balbi wasn't thinking of that, but our relationship to God. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we all should feel that security to Him. And if you don't have a relationship, to Jesus, if you've never made him your personal Lord and Savior, please reach out to somebody that you know knows him. Reach out to us. We'd be happy to talk to you and show you how you can make the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. Well, this has been very interesting. Yes, And yes. thank you so much. We hope everybody has enjoyed listening, and we will see you next time. Take care. Goodbye. Bye-bye.